0: To the Chris and Sam Podcast. Pull up a bar stream and join us
1: for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 220 of the Chris and Sam Podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. How's it going? uh
0: good my face is numb now but for a different reason so i went to the dentist today and it was numb for the injection but now the uh the medicinal uh whiskey and um green ginger wine has uh numbed it all over again
1: okay chris thought i was (laughs) chris thought i was asking how he was but i was actually asking the listener how are you how are you no it's good uh so (laughs) went to the dentist got told you're Go back again, spend some more money. Actually, it was a hygienist.
0: That's even worse. I thought that would be a doddle. It's like, no, your gums are not good. Top, bottom gums are fine. Top gums are a bit messed up.
1: So top gum is not. uh, (laughs) Oh yes, yes, yes. Very good. Uh, Super. How's this week been? Just seems super busy. Uh, Yeah. Well, there's been a lot happening. Uh, there's a lot of people dying. They're dying left, right and centre, Chris. Yes, just so the guy that off.
0: invented gaffer tape died.
1: I mean, out of all the people that died this week, all the famous people, Luke Perry had a stroke, finally died. That was died. his name, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Chris sort of remembers him from 90210 days and whatever else he's been doing recently. The uh, lead singer from uh, Prodigy. Prodigy topped himself. And Did he
0: top himself? Yep. Oh, because I heard the early reports and didn't say that. It
1: said he. It They put it on their website. They closed their website and go, sorry, uh, yeah, no, he himself. Um, oh, okay. He owned a pub as well, which is a little random fact, and people used to go in and hassle him. Anyway, uh, but apart from that, the number one person that died, of course, is the man that invented gaffer tape. If you didn't hear of this, check your news sources, because, man, I, as soon as I heard this news, I was, you know, I could barely sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. The sarcasm so, is live and well here in the studio.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Very great man. Uh, I don't even know if you read the what story you read. Did you click through the Hollywood Reporter story, which is the more in depth one? No. So he's he came up with the gaffer tape. Um and if you've ever been anywhere that needs to coil cables or anything, someone usually has a role. Yeah, yeah. Very big in the film w- world. Oh, absolutely. But he his light that he invented Light? Ooh, he's, I, okay. He, he has a whole company, basically, or has the patent for this light. Now, the light itself that he's got, they use all over the place, but I've never really seen one. It's sort of like a clamshell open light, and it looks like it's got a big halogen bulb, and it lights up a whole room. Oh, wow. So, I haven't seen one of them, but I'm pretty certain when you read it, he basically was one of the first people to make the ball head adapter with a locking thing on a light. Oh, so you
0: can get on any angle.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's sort of, and yeah, there's quite a few things that that guy actually came up with. Real clever.
0: His name wasn't Gaffer, was it? No.
1: <laughs> no, it was, no. and he got um, some sort of weird, oh, I can't remember what it was, something like a 3M a Robert, product. Robert McKnight. Robert McKnight. Um, oh, no, know. no, no, sorry. Was that the guy that wrote the story? That's the guy that
0: wrote the story. <laughs> Now it's
1: Ross Lowell. Yeah, close enough. Ross Lowell.
0: Lest we forget.
1: So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry, Ross. So um, the Lowell, It's the Lowell Light. The Lowell Light. Yeah, and yeah. you can. And they still sell them now. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Um, yeah. He received a technical achievement Oscar in 1979 for the development of the compact light equipment for motion picture technology. So you got an Oscar for it.
1: Yeah, been around a while. That's yeah. pretty good if you've come up with something that's used so common so much. That, that you get an Oscar for it. Os- yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Anyway, so I thought that was worth uh, mentioning, and that was the first one that died, and then everybody else <coughs> followed him, I guess.
1: Hey, uh, there was a story that came out this week, and all I could think of was you, because it was pretty much, uh, it could have been you. So, uh, okay. so this guy, uh, ever since he was young, he's a Kiwi guy. He's been signed up to the Qantas Frequent frequent Flyer Airpoint System and uh, in 2003 went on his OE and he's been saving up forever and he got 400,000 airpoints this dude because he's been traveling all over the place and uh, he was going to use them for a family holiday to the UK and then um, he went in there and that all expired because it was some old email address that he never checks.
0: So he was supposed to like reactivate them or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. So he could have, his points would have given him nine one way tickets between Melbourne and LA, excluding taxes apparently. Uh, So he said, What's, what the hell? And they said, Well, you can reactivate the whole lot. Let's just uh, Who, shut, shut my thing. I thought I was going to get it's interrupted. It's a text
0: message from.
1: Is it a Recall
0: product yep. recall NZ. A notification has been sent because this is the right time. No, it is eighteen forty four. What Friday. type
1: of products are being recalled? Is there something that we need to tell people about, Chris?
0: Well, okay. Let's. I'm let's just interested in.
1: now. Let's get back in
0: there. I don't. No, it doesn't tell you. It just tells me I've got to go onto the login and look oh, look at it.
1: That's because so, they don't want people sharing it willy nilly. Probably. Anyway, so they said to him, "If you earn another two thousand points within six months, we will reactivate all of your points and he goes, "I've got no money to do that i can't you know i'm we've got a family I'm broke, I live wherever and uh they said, Oh we'll reduce it to eight hundred points to get your originals back and then he said uh i'm still can't afford that I can't do that and he hasn't heard from them since, so uh good times." Oh, so if that's, you,
0: what a sad company.
1: Well, they may have come back and given them a deal or sorted it out. I don't know. But when I put this in three days ago, uh, I haven't followed up on it. But I will check out the link in our show notes, and you may be pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, but it does sound a bit sad, right?
1: It is actually talking about uh, any email and things. Make sure you uh, obviously checking that. Make sure you've got a really secure password. My brother-in-law got that shady email that you got and I've got, yeah, and he yeah. rang me today. He goes, hey, I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure this is a, a, a sp- hoax, but but it says it's from me, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, don't worry about that. So, uh, one of the most common passwords out there. Now, this is what you don't want to have. Okay, so when you're setting up email and that, you want to have quite a unique password, and uh, if you've got a password manager, use that. So, one of the most common ones, really common. Now, I, I want his password. No, no, no. I think this may be even more common than that. Now, I want you to honestly tell me if you have this password, Chris, because it wouldn't surprise me. A B C one two three. No, J I K seven A U four A eighty three. Do you have that? No. Okay, that's all right. That's good. What is that? So, like, it's one of the most common passwords in the world. Chris. What is it? No. So, um, it's the, <laughs> it's from the zoo. I'm gonna butcher this. Now, I'm really sorry. And Chris is probably going to try and correct me, but he can just be quiet. It's from the Zhuan Fu Hao system for transliterating Mandarin. And it shows up so common in data breach repositories because that string of letters and numbers that I think translates to English as my password.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So when they type it in. So it's
0: Chinese my password.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway, so they've, but they've only just worked this out. They said, "Why is it keep?" They couldn't work out why it kept coming up. They're like, "Who has that as a password?" <laughs> Obviously. Oh my god!
0: Yes. Yeah, so um, for, I want to say five years ago now, Sam got me onto KeePass, so I can definitely recommend KeyPass, KeePass.
1: K e e p a s s. So KeePass is open source, free. It's a bit um, ugly looking, does the job really well. LastPass, I think, is a paid one, or yep. you can do LastPass. I was told about, but I, I think LastPass you can use it on one device for free, or something like that. Yeah.
0: So keep the the beauty of it, particularly with KeyPass, is that you have it, um, the the data file either on Google Drive or or um, in the cloud. What is it, Dropbox or something like that? Yep. And then you can a- access it from any device. So I can get all my passwords on my phone or I can get them on my desktop or I can get them wherever I am. So it makes it so much easier. So every single password that I have is different.
1: Yep. Um, randomly. C- have no c- idea what any password is for any website.
0: <laughs> yeah. You just know need to know the one password to get into KeyPass, And now KeyPass keeps reminding me, make sure you don't forget your master key par- yeah. <laughs> password because otherwise you're screwed
1: that's right you are screwed uh
0: but anyway so that's cool so um
1: this guy mark mark is that his name or is that the guy that wrote the story mark taylor mark taylor is he from hamilton no i don't think he is because mark taylor is a reporter for the waikato times no
0: well this one mark taylor the kiwi jihadi
1: no, no. Have you not? I saw. I saw a picture. That dude. Yeah, nah, that's, Yeah, look at him. Look at him. He can stay away. Um, I saw the picture and the vague headline, and then I didn't read anymore.
0: In 2016, Mark Taylor claimed to be teaching English to children in IS-controlled Syria. Then he said he was going to burn his um, his uh, New Zealand password, and then there's a few his, photos. His of, Say that again. His New Zealand password, a uh, passport. <laughs> God, sorry.
1: <laughs> My my face is still numb. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Not the whiskey. Not the whiskey at all. But my face is numb.
0: Password, passport, same thing. A photo of him with an AK-747 and a a machete. I mean, Um, who who doesn't have that as a photo? Yeah. So anyway, um, but do you you do know he was known as the bumbling jihadi?
1: Oh, he's the idiot one that they sort of let just yeah, hang around, he, isn't
0: he? No, he, um, he was a prolific user of Twitter, and three times he gave away ISIS's position by oh, tweeting yeah, they, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, and not yeah. getting rid of the Joe thing. And then I'm like, somebody, actually, I've got to give credit where credit's due. It was Tom, the English guy from work. He goes, he's probably a spy. hes It's the best cover anywhere in the world. I'm Jay- I'm blonde, James Blonde. I'm the dumbest spy ever. I'm like, God damn, that's a good movie script. <laughs> yeah. Some bumbling Kiwi <laughs> in freaking in IS controlled Syria, going, oh, let's take a selfie with this one, eh? <laughs> you, already, you already
1: know who's going to be cast for that, eh? You? No, Rhys Darby. <laughs> Yeah, I think you look He's, more like him. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Rhys Darby's filming the um, second Jumanji movie at the moment. He's in there.
0: Oh, really? He, I he, didn't know they were doing another one. I'm really pleased they are. Apparently, yeah. So has, again, has it got the rock in it again?
1: Uh, I assume so. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Cause, but I've not was, researched I, this. There was just the one and only time I logged into Twitter this week. Uh, there was a photo and Rhys Darby goes, of course, or something like, of course I'm in this. They wouldn't film it without me. And he had a picture of all the chairs. Like director chairs? Jurassic Park? Oh, yeah. Not Jurassic Park. Jumanji. Jumanji, yeah. Cool. Uh,
0: And so I've got the excuse of whiskey, but that's tea you're drinking looks awfully strong from here.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) uh, Such a long week. Oh,
0: I know. I know. I know. I know. All
1: right. So. um, But we did manage to squeeze in. This life-changing documentary that we saw on Netflix. <laughs> now,
0: I was telling some people about that today. I, I,
1: I recommend you watch it. Now, it's called "Behind the Curve." Behind the Curve, and it's about the flat Earth truth people. Talking about, like everything they're saying just makes complete sense. Um, Love it (laughs) Big
0: shout out for Lamar Lamar (coughs) was the man on that
1: thing Lamar was very good Uh, The other guy that was really good I have no idea what his name was The man of multiple jobs Oh gosh, yeah, Bob Bob uh, He was uh, the town's IT person The uh, Uh, forensic forensic pathologist (laughs) something. Something like that yeah. And I think he just loved
0: the word forensic because it came up a lot. Mm. <laughs> I did have f- some forensic research
1: on this. That's right. <laughs> uh, which is just him making stuff up. Uh, yeah. But the main guy who sort of the story is sort of around. Mark Sargent. Mark, Mark Sargent. Now, he, before he started getting into this, he was known for his homemade fireworks and being a pin, world pinball championship champion. Yeah. But if you... You know, if you take all the craziness out of it, this guy has done so much in two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There is no doubt he's dynamic. And I say, he, I said to you, I, he must have jumped on every opportunity.
1: Yeah, like totally. anything
0: that was even possibly an opportunity. I mean, he,
1: he was all over he it. He is living with his mum, <coughs> yeah. and uh, he's a middle aged white dude. But he with uh, the serious hots for the other oh, uh, person. Yeah, oh my god, it was terrible. <laughs> um, it was. He does a sad. podcast with this chick, and uh, she's a flat earther as well. Uh, I know thought- she's a broadcaster
0: because he, he oh. goes, "What do you do?" <laughs> Sam was so angry about this. What do you do? I'm a broadcaster. If you can call making videos on YouTube a broad,
1: <laughs> we are also broadcasters. We're at the top of our game. <laughs> Here in the <laughs> and podcast Sam's studio, like, but where did she do
0: it? I was like, she's a broadcaster. Oh, shut up!
1: <laughs> That's, That's right. Awesome. But it was—it's um, interesting because within the flat Earth people, there was a whole splinter group of other people. There was oh, one,
0: several splinter groups actually. Yeah, yeah,
1: there was the infinite people who think infinite plane think Earth goes on forever. There was the cube one, which they didn't talk about. I want no, to know about I, the cube. They <laughs> just I showed a picture. Um, but the main, the main idea seemed to make more sense to me than the other random ones.
0: Yeah, there's a dome. Well, what gets me is like it's a dome with uh, and all the, all the stars and stuff are projected on this dome. I'm like, who projected it there when we were what?
1: We don't need to explain anything. But we were talking about this. If we were going to try and come up with something similar, what would it be? Because when you look at this, I think mainly this is quite harmless. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't so matter how far they t- it. it doesn't matter how far they take this or what science they do <coughs> or what experiments or anything. At the end of the day, they're really not harming anyone. Yeah, if
0: they believed fundamentally the earth is flat, it's not gonna impact you and me whatever. And at the, all.
1: And they had feedback from some scientists and psychologists explaining why people believe this and things like that. And it was pretty good. That
0: was a good part of the the doco, actually. So definitely recommend it. Have a beer with a
1: friend and watch it and have a laugh. It's quite good. And maybe, just maybe, there must be a New Zealand chapter. I'm going to have to research this. Uh, I'll find out next week because we may we might. They,
0: they didn't. They didn't interview the the one guy that you kept going on about a few podcasts ago with the rocket, the homemade rocket that wanted yeah. to go up enough to no. see the edges
1: of the Earth. No, he's probably in bits. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably
0: why they didn't talk to him. Um, but we do want to watch the uh, Leaving Neverland. Neverland.
1: Yes, doco. we we uh, didn't get around to watching that because uh, the file wouldn't work properly, so we ended up watching the Flat Earth doco, but now we've got the other one. We will probably watch it before next week, hopefully.
0: Yeah, so on that, uh, well, should we leave that discussion? Because I was going to say, yeah, we've we'll been but- dropped from NZ Media... In- so no, NZME? hang on.
1: Yeah, no, hang on. So, um, Canadian broadcasting, whoever, have decided not to play any Michael Jackson music, and New Zealand decided to follow suit. So, MediaWorks and NZME have said we're not playing any of his songs on the radio. Yeah, and that's sort of like okay. I'm not 100 percent sure on that decision. Yeah, I'm um, not either. But uh, my friend in the states, uh, Melissa, if she's listening, hello. Uh, she put on Instagram. She said, after you watch that doco, if how the hell can you say he was innocent after all the stuff that's in that doco? So we will watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it and let you know what we'll we let think. you know our expert opinion. I mean, yeah, because you know, uh,
0: beat it and um, and yeah, thriller, th- thriller. I was thinking Billy James, what I was thinking beat it and Billy Jean are the, the songs I grew up to. Like, oh, there's a whole,
1: know. but the, you know, this hasn't. I mean, this has happened before. This isn't just isolated to him.
0: Yeah, 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 and I don't know. But if, I don't, I'm not watching Bill Cosby anymore. Oh no! But you're not. But I'm not into jumpers. Yeah, that's, yeah, no,
1: that's right. <laughs> Nobody is.
0: Nobody is anymore. Nobody is. Okay, so yeah, all right.
1: We'll we'll follow up on that one uh, maybe next week. Are you going to do an update on TEDx? No. Okay, cool. That's all right. Uh, I got asked to be a speaker today, Chris. Where? Exactly where? No, uh, so <laughs> they I- flying you to where? <laughs> no, 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 they're not flying me anywhere. They won't be doing anything. Uh, so a uh, while ago, long-time podcast listeners would have known I did a little talk for the Friends of Hamilton Gardens Garden Club Society or whatever they want to call themselves. That's right. Um, yeah, and now uh, there was a woman there, and she emailed me today, and she goes, "Oh my god, hey, I'm the organizer for the Rotary. Uh, no, it's a gardening club." And I can't remember where—is it Hamilton East? I don't know. It's a gardening club, anyway. Right. And she said, "Your when you spoke, uh, it was very inspiring, and I want you to come talk about the carnival and how you got into it and stuff." And we've got two dates, so you can either do uh, seventeenth of April or some date in August. So you're going to go and do it? Yeah, of course. I I was already saying no. Come yeah, yeah Chris, no. I mean, it's oh, pumpkins you, and it's talking. But... What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to turn that That's down. Everything
0: I I'm all about. That's right,
1: pretty much. <laughs> so if you want uh, entertaining story about giant pumpkins, how to how we turned one into a pumpkin boat, the craziness with TV crews and, uh, uh, and dropping
0: them from cranes and so forth, and
1: just everything so really, on. and uh, yeah, uh, let me know. Um, I can come and talk to your workplace or you. Um, <laughs> And it might be a good break at the moment, because this year is our 10th year at the Carnival, and to be honest, it's the worst one ever to be organising. Yes. Everything's pretty much going wrong. Um,
0: yeah, uh, anybody out there got a high ab?
1: <laughs> I just need a truck to lift some pumpkins. How hard is that? Yeah, No, actually, that's my mission on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I've been segmenting sort of... Because
0: you've had the same guy doing the high ab for the last... Four years I, I want to say because I think I've only been involved for yeah I want to say about four four years um so uh, one one year he couldn't make in some a blonde guy that was last year
1: yeah. last year but um, no so in 10 years uh, when we first started going there we didn't need to lift pumpkins with a uh, machinery everything was good. 'Cause they were smaller. They were smaller. <laughs> and then and then no, well we had a couple turned up but there was nothing near them and they'd already been pre weighed somewhere else. So we were right. like, oh, how much is your pumpkin? and they'd be like, Oh, it's four hundred kilos. Cool. You win. Yeah, because <laughs> cause the next one was like 100. And we're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, that was four times the size. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we weren't a proper um, Great Pumpkin Commonwealth way off site. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it didn't really matter. Special, yeah, all right. Then we had a guy turn up and he, had, he goes, oh, I can bring my truck. There was these two guys that came every single year for the first five years. Never heard from them ever since. And they turned up with this weird, weird, weird little truck with this weird little tiny high ab which I don't think could have lifted anything, but we didn't need it on that time. Minor 10 Megas helped us out two years, and the last four or so have been um, scrap. Metallica. Metalco.
0: Metalco. Yeah. Metallico.
1: <laughs> Metalco, right. Yeah, that was the offshoot of Metallica. Uh- <laughs>
0: Who are playing in Wellington in a few months because everybody's going nuts about it Was Slipknot. Are they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, be just, cool. it's just been announced today, I think. I saw them in Auckland. Oh, have you? A few years ago, yeah, I've yeah. never
0: seen them. They'd yeah. be
1: pretty cool, I reckon. Really interesting uh, stage setup. when when... Uh, I oh, can't remember what the name of the tour was. But they had these giant coffins yeah. in the ceiling, basically. And I don't know if this is normal, because I haven't been to too many concerts. But they were all setting up, and the guy was there on the oh, stage. Where was it? Uh, Vector Arena. Oh, yeah. So yep. it's indoors. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're setting up, they're, and the guy comes out, and he's tuning the guitars like the guitar... What do they call them? The... The guy that looks after the guitars, he's there, he's playing around with Yeah, them. whatever. And then these four guys come out and they're the lighting guys, but they're in the roof above the stage on these like robotic seats. Oh, wow. So they sort of, and they had ropes that were hanging down because I was like, what are the ropes for? This is really weird. <coughs> and they ended up basically climb, like climbing up the ropes and then they get into these seat things, which must have had joysticks or something. And their seat was like the light. And they're right above the band so as it's going these guys are like all over the place and I was just like I have no re- idea why they need to be up there yeah it yeah. was really weird and then the coffins come up and down yeah um, but I just thought this is interesting
0: yeah because I went to um, I went to see ACDC at the Razor's Edge Tour in London uh, to, be on- really to be cool.
1: honest I think I'd prefer to see ACDC uh, over Metallica but yeah. my brother-in-law was, like, mad for them, so I went with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh
0: ACDC, Razor's Edge Tour, that was – the big song of that year was Thunder.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where
0: it first came out. But, you know, they had the Hell's Bells, and the big bell came down from the ceiling oh, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And – uh And it rained ACDC money. I had ACDC money for a while. That's awesome. um, But I must have lost that somewhere. Unless it's in my junk somewhere here, which is a possibility.
1: Uh, Yes, it probably is here somewhere. (laughs) The best thing... Never throw anything away. (laughs) You might need it in the future. Uh, One of the the highlights of the Metallica concert was this dude was on, I don't know what he was on, but he was headbanging all over the place. Concert hadn't even started. It was one of the um, warm-up acts. And this guy was thrashing around, thrashing around, and he kept bump, just smashing into everybody. And um, this guy goes, "Oi, don't care for you hit you, you bumped into my wife." And he just kept going. And then this guy goes, F off, P head!" Just smacks him as hard as he could straight in the face. And this guy doesn't stop; just keeps going like, "Oh, head banging away." And nothing's even really happening. And then uh, this big arm came out of the crowd and grabbed him, and it was security, and I just have this mental image of this guy being pulled backwards through the crowd. Still dancing. Yeah, getting taken out. Jeez. That was a good time for him, I guess.
0: Good fun. Good fun. Okay, so cons- when conservation works too well, i got to tell you about this. So scientists are checking out claims that crocodiles from Australia's northern territories are swimming 600 kilometres of open water into East Timor. Oh, and so the hypothesis is that um, crocodiles, saltwater crocodiles in Australia, have been a protected species since 1979. And they've been protected so well that the population's so
1: dense. They, they now, need to go somewhere They else. have to
0: migrate. And so I, what welcome,
1: t- I welcome them to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Auckland. Come up the Waikato River so we can just see it from our house. And, you know, that'd be fun. But, yeah, but it does lead a bit of a
0: question because it's like, okay, here's a rich country that's so rich that they don't use the land and they're allowing all these crocodiles to Yeah, yeah, just lurk around. And then they're going to East Timor, which is a poor country, and all these farmers and fishermen are getting chomped on.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's called the cycle of life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so maybe they need some culling of crocodiles. Yeah. i've got a partial story for you sorry but they found a whale uh up a river somewhere in some random country miles up this river oh right really? but it was beached and they were like and the locals were like oh i found it, it was like indonesia maybe or something and they're like i oh, found it and the scientists are like they think it must have flooded and just happened to catch this random whale that was out from its pod yeah and then basically got stranded way up in this remote like hill country <laughs>
0: It was in the Himalayas. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, the flat Earthers would have believed
0: me. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, because um, is it Brunei where they're going to start um, culling elephants and making them into dog food?
1: What is there too many of them there?
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. So they've, I gone, don't think they've been could... really uh, good with their. Um, protection of um, elephants, but it's been getting in the way of villages and all these others. Is it Borneo? I can't remember where it was, but anyway. And they're talking about opening um, dog food factories and chopping up elephants. I've not wanted a link
1: to open faster than I've been tapping on it right now, Chris. (laughs) And it's freaking not working. What's exciting you? Brace yourselves, folks. The Flat Earth Expo Aotearoa is happening next month.
0: Oh! Win! I wonder if they need a couple of podcasters to come and uh, they probably we should we should apply for press passes. Uh, I uh,
1: I've got a funny feeling it would cost us. Yeah, so, we
0: should apply for press passes. So, uh,
1: so <coughs> April the twenty seventh, uh, Novotel, uh, according to Eventbrite, who's running it through their system, uh, tickets range in price from one hundred six dollars fifty one to a thousand and sixty nine dollars. Uh... Just just hang on, what's happening here? We've got to wake up and question everything, Chris. Uh you know, we don't live on a rotating Because that was the
0: thing that got me was the whole conspiracy theory realm. I wanna call it a realm. Yeah. Actually I wanna watch that um Mel Gibson movie again now.
1: <coughs> oh, um conspiracy yeah, me- theory, wasn't it? Yes. Comp- yeah. I was thinking about that the other day before I thought, this. Yeah, yeah. I was like
0: mm, I wanna watch that again now.
1: That was great. Oh my god. Here we go. I'm just reading about this expo I'm on the official
0: <laughs> You should see his face people It's so lit up right now
1: Finsexpo.co.nz, F-E-N-Z Expo.co.nz uh, They're going to have a globe versus flat discussion argument They want four sceptics wanted for a debate session If you dare You get a complimentary ticket to go uh, space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement, it says. <laughs> uh, international uh, speakers are coming. I hope that multi-job dude's coming. Here, it's a look. Bob
0: Knoppy? Canopy, Something like
1: that. Oh, Robbie Davidson. He's the president of Cryptos Media and Flat Out Truth Productions. He's the main guy that was um, that weird skinny dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's that, coming. That,
0: that opened the other conference.
1: Yeah, yeah. On the doco. Uh, Mark Sargent's coming Oh right Yeah is, uh, his, M, M, his his email address if you want it Chris is msargent23 at comcast.net um, What's that
0: chick's name? I forgot Patricia Patricia, is she coming?
1: No, oh hang on Dave Marsh who's a UK uh, flat earth lecturer he's, num- he's coming Ronald Farnham from the USA He's lecture number four And oh, some other people are coming No, she. Mark and
0: Patricia broke up.
1: It doesn't look like she's. Oh, no, she's coming. (laughs) Is she coming or is she just phoning it in? She joins. No, she's joining them from Texas. So I assume she's phoning it in. She's uh, Skyping in. Oh, yeah, medley of Skypes. Oh, my God, there's so many people that are Skyping in. Oh, and Santos Bonaki, Queensland Australian dude's coming. The 30 years he's been studying the ancient works, researching, compiling, and translating the texts to produce an easier-to-understand compedium of astrotheology via a network of media platforms. Astrotheology. Oh, was that um, scientific?
0: You just want to go and drop some LSD and go. I just think it'd be
1: awesome. <laughs> anyway, I'm oh, rather excited to hear about this. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I think that does, yes. Uh, so make sure to check out our website. Tell us your great theories about if the world is flat, round, cubeoid or a trippy or yeah, whatever yeah so very good don't uh, take
0: a hedron for oh, those
1: that do a bit of DND the world is pumpkin shaped <laughs> and with that uh we'll see you next time I'm Sam I'm Chris see ya bye hope you enjoy the show make sure you subscribe and you'll catch you next week
0: don't forget to tell your friend.